0: Train Effective family, welcome back to the Train Effective podcast and new listeners as well. Always welcoming everybody onto the podcast. Uh, I'm Hashir. It's been not that long. It's been a week, guys. And today we're talking about something very near and dear to my heart and something I wish I had discovered and learned many years ago, uh, especially when I first started playing. And it's defined as EQ. Um, And we call that emotional intelligence. Now, right off the bat, you might be wondering what EQ is. And obviously, everybody is wondering what EQ is. Emotional intelligence, what is that? It's pretty simple. Um, I'm going to jump right into it. It's self-awareness about your own emotions, how your emotions are working for you or against you. Um, this This can be in training. This can be in matches. This can be when you're, I don't know, subbed off prematurely. This can be during the game uh, when some something's happening on the pitch, and the reason we're going into emotional intelligence today is because it can get the better of us sometimes. Our emotions can get the better of us sometimes on the pitch, and I was watching a match, an important match, on Thursday. Uh, many of you might know what I'm talking about, and I saw this in... Full effect. I saw it in full effect. And, uh, well, I'll just get right into the example. So, guys, listen. Thursday. Picture this. Uh, I'm in in Virginia in the United States. I'm at my college apartment. I pick up my friend from Egypt. Not Mo Salah. No, just my friend. He's Egyptian. We come to my house to watch the game. I've been thinking about this game all week. All month. Past couple months actually. Because I knew it was going to be scheduled at a time. Where it's like crunch time. If you don't know which game I'm talking about. I'm talking about Arsenal versus Tottenham. And so we come. um, We put on the game. We're ready. We're excited. We're buzzing. I'm actually really nervous. I really don't like that fixture at all. Because it's just very stressful. Um, Mainly because like at least this time. The implications as well. And. I think everyone must have seen by now Rob Holding, the Arsenal centre-back, got sent off uh, for two yellow cards. The first yellow card, everybody, the first yellow card, you can go and watch this back on YouTube, it's everywhere. Um, he had a little tussle with Son, uh min Son of Tottenham, and Rob Holding gets elbowed in the face uh, pretty clearly. Referee doesn't see it. Uh, holding doesn't make like a meal of it like he just doesn't do anything he doesn't like roll over on the ground or anything so they just get on with it cool it's it's a derby yeah it's like it's a very it's a very intense game things like this like can happen very physical and now this is where we get into the eq a couple minutes later what happens one of the tottenham players um and i've seen it early i've seen it happen i've, I've seen son had good amount of space in behind, he starts making a run in behind. One of the Tottenham players, I forgot who, uh, they play the ball over the top. Rob Holding, from afar, it looks like, just kind of collides into hyung And when And then the ref immediately comes over and just gives another yellow, and Holding is sent off, and it's a red card. I was like, what? For that? Like I thought it was just a foul, or about the second yellow. Um, and then they show the replay. And what does Rob Holding do? Rob Holding throws an elbow at Sun. And I seen that and I was like, I was like, man, that's so silly to do that. It's so silly to do that. I know why I can, I from a, from a psychological perspective, I know why Rob Holding did that. And I didn't like it, but I understand why he did that. Um, and you know what? He knows. He definitely knows. I don't need to make... We don't need to make this podcast to tell Rob Holding to do better, guys. He knows. He's a professional. He knows that he shouldn't have thrown in that elbow on Son. But I think what happened is he was trying to get back at him for the earlier elbow. And this is where we get into emotional intelligence and EQ um, because that got Arsenal down to 10 men you're already i think 2-0 down at that point it's just very difficult to come back never mind you're away from home it's not ideal and that rash decision in that split second that decision um i think uh cost his team the game because 11v11 it's a different story maybe we never know and That's where we get into emotional intelligence. So I think five things, kind of five prongs of emotional intelligence are self awareness, motivation, empathy, social skills and self-regulation. Those first two are really big uh, in the situation that I talked about. And uh, give me one second, guys. Okay, yeah, those two first two are really big self-awareness and self-regulation. I think if you're Rob Holding and you know that you're trying to get back at Son, you're trying to get back at Son, you're trying to get back at Son for his elbow, you're going to be prone to making a a big error, a big mistake. And I don't know the full scope of what Rob Holding was thinking, but I think if he did, uh, (laughs) looking back on it, he probably tells himself, I probably shouldn't have elbowed him. Maybe you kind of, I don't know, you do maybe run into him a little bit, slightly. I'm not fully sure. I've, you know, I'm not even, like, a coach. So, and I don't even know if he would get away without a yellow card there. But to react like that, it's not ideal. Especially, you have to understand when you're already on a yellow card. And now, how do we relate this to you guys? How do we relate this to, re- like, your training and your matches? If you, some of you are short-fused, <laughs> if you have short tempers don't get involved in unnecessary situations to, like, pick a fight with another player or potentially injure somebody or go in with a bad challenge that can get you set off. Because it's really easy, everybody. It's really easy for somebody on on the other team to, I don't know, get under your skin. Some players will do this. They'll get under your skin on purpose. They'll say little things, poke fun, um, just be annoying. And it's all bait. It's all bait to try and get you mad, to try and get you off your game. That's where self-regulation comes in. That's where you have to remind yourself and tell yourself, don't worry about her. Don't worry about him. Focus on your game. Focus on your game. Focus on the next pass. Focus on the next uh, Focus on the next play on the next move. Focus on what's in your control. Don't focus. Don't put the emphasis of this game on how you can get back at this one player you're gonna make mistakes you're gonna get off your game you're not gonna be focused on what's best for the team what's best for the team and that that's another point everybody focus on the team in footy. yeah focus on the team this is a big one and i i didn't always know this i didn't always even even in like like not even all even off the pitch focus on the team That, that is what is most important focus on the team It's great and it's easy to make it about yourself, but focus on the team. Focus on the team. Those are big. And the other kind of bits of self-regulation and EQ that I want to touch on are for our people that are going to, that are going to the camps, our train effective camps this summer. Um, I want to paint a picture for you really quick. I want to paint a picture for you really quick. And it's your, it's your, You're going to the camps, right? You're going to the camp in London. Where do you start? You start in your hometown, wherever you might be right now. So maybe you're in Florida. Uh, Shout out my Floridians that are going to the effective camps. Maybe you're in Florida. Maybe you're in somewhere in Europe. Maybe you're somewhere in Asia. Maybe you're somewhere in America, wherever, South America, wherever it might be. You're packing. You're thinking of everything at the camp. You're thinking of uh, the people you'll meet, the coaches, the training. Uh, the showcase matches, the the details, the little things, food, London, everything, right? You're thinking about all these things. You're going to the camp. You're on the plane for the first time. Maybe some of you is going to be the first time. You, you're you thinking about, oh, man, airport arrival. Like, when I get my bags, like, what's the next step? Like, when I walk out, what if my taxi person isn't there? Blah, blah, blah. You're thinking about all these things. So think about all the emotions you're going through. Yeah? And you get to the actual camp and you get to your first training session. You will have built up all these things in your mind about how it's going to be, how other people are going to be, how the coaches will be, how you will be, how you will perform. The most important thing I can stress uh, to all of you is just focus on your performance and enjoying it. Focus on your performance and enjoying it. Don't focus on him on the first day, like, oh man, he's definitely the best player here. Or don't focus on her or him, and be like, oh man, yeah, he's not better than me. That uh, like, uh." just focus on yourself and focus on your game. Um, I can tell you from having been at an effective camp before that it's. It's really easy to start comparing yourself to other people, especially in an environment where you're perceived to be judged, right? Think about all sport really quick. Think about all sport really quick. Think about tryouts in high school, tryouts in primary school, or trials or whatever. You're being judged on your ability to do something you're really passionate about. Anytime that's the case, your emotions are going to be all over the place there's going to be there's going to be disappointment there's going to be lots of highs and excitement and fulfillment and joy but you can't let other players and coaches dictate your emotions and how you feel about yourself as a person and as a player you can't let coach harry says He sees you maybe, I don't know, take a bad touch or maybe a bad pass that isn't as um, bang into the other player as quick as it should be. And you hear Coach Harry or Simon or one of our amazing coaches, you hear one of them say, or maybe he stops the drone. He's like, guys, I need you to pass the ball like this with more pace so it gets into the other player quickly, not these slow passes. You can't let that. Get into your head and tell you, I'm really bad. I'm not a good player. I don't know how to pass. Maybe I'm not good enough. You cannot let these thoughts creep into your head. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. But you know what they do? You know what you do with these thoughts? You take them. You take these thoughts and you put them in here. You you put them in the bin. This is from Steve Salas, guys, who is a sports psychologist that worked with us. He had a method where uh, these negative thoughts, when they creep into your mind, that hinder your confidence and hinder your belief in yourself. This is so funny. I'm just here next to a bin. But he said, when when these negative thoughts creep into your mind on the pitch, what do you do? That was the chair. Um, <laughs> That was not me. That was the chair that made that noise. Uh, you take these thoughts, put them in the bin. Yeah? And focus on the next next aspect of the match and, or the training and i'm really big on this guy i'm really big on this because this is a part of your game that you're probably not paying attention to right now how you're going to respond when adversity hits how are you going to respond when you make a big mistake in a match or a train a team training and your teammates yell at you those are crucial moments those are very important moments for you yeah Coaches might, they'll also pick up on it if you respond like this. Like, like, If I do that, if I do that, guys, think about it. I pass the ball. What does that show a coach? What does that show a coach? Just off a pass that I misplaced. You're thinking too much. You're thinking way too much. You're placing way too emphasis on messing up. You're going to mess up throughout the game. It's going to happen sometimes here and there. So if a coach sees that and is like, oh, my God, like one mistake and he reacts like this. Why would they put their faith in you long term? You know, instead of if you uh, replace that with you misplace the pass and you run after the ball or you run after the team or the other team or the player or press him or whoever got the ball off you. It's two completely different reactions. It's perceived from a coaching standpoint and even a fan standpoint, two different ways very important um and guys also i'm recording this on uh youtube live so we get comments sometimes and i'm gonna read one because we have a question do we get better by playing with better players or gradually improving with players weaker than you you get better by playing with better players certainly definitely definitely and you can play with weaker players and it might be good uh, okay way to test things out but i don't think you would want to stay in that environment for long a uh, good example for this, I actually used to play basketball. It was the first sport I played uh, before soccer. When I was growing up, uh, I would always put my older brother and his friends at the basketball court. This is when I was in like fourth grade, probably like nine years old. My brother was four years older than me, and so were all of his friends. And usually when they would come to the basketball court, they'd kick all the kids off, like get off the court, like have these massive games run full court five versus five basketball right i would be the only kid that they would let play with them why because i had a history of playing with them and i got to a pretty good level for being nine years old at basketball i could shoot really well and i had good they call it handles um essentially dribbling in basketball the equivalent to soccer is dribbling so i and the reason i realized this later on in my life i was so young back then i realized the reason i got so good at basketball at such a young age was because i was always playing with older people it's not even necessary that i was training a lot like um very organized training i was just playing i was playing all the time i was doing lots of shooting from different parts of the court all the time so every chance i got i was playing basketball and then i would implement it with my older brother and his friends in these big games, and that's how I improved a lot. So you definitely want to be playing with better players uh, if you can, guys. How do you get How do you get back into football after not playing for a while? You gotta play. You gotta work on your fitness, Dan. So Dan, what I want you to do is go on YouTube, type in "Train Effective Hundred Day Challenge," watch the first week. So watch days one through seven, and you'll see what the man, the legend uh Nick Humphreys, what Nick did to get fit because he had been training for years and years and years. Year like an like incredible story. Yeah, incredible story and incredible impact. He had been training for years and years and years. And then he hadn't played for a while. So he had to get back into it. Right. Just like you're saying he had to get back into football. What did he do? He worked with Mo. Who's one of our coaches at Trade Effective and a legend? He worked with Mo for weeks and weeks, a couple weeks, to get back, uh, to get his fitness back, to get his touch, kind of unlock everything that he had. And that's how he that's how he that's how he went about it. So I would recommend the same for you. Um then can I say that being in the under 21s is better than being in the under 18s? Yeah, I mean, if you're 18 and playing in the under-21s, that'll probably benefit you more, maybe, than playing in the under-18s. It's a bit relative because if you're in the under-21s, but you're not playing any matches, you might want to get into an environment where you're playing matches. So it kind of depends. So those are the questions for uh, Spotify listeners that we get on YouTube Live. And just to wrap up, everybody, with emotional intelligence, I would really recommend that you write down some of the common ways you respond to situations. So a good exercise actually I'm thinking off the top of my head is take just take out a pen and paper, take out your phone if you're not going to, you know, go on social media while you're doing this exercise. Write down when you lose the ball, what is your reaction most of the time? When you make a bad pass, What's your reaction most of the time? What are your reactions to these negative, to these things in the games and matches and training, that usually could lead to like a negative response in yourself emotionally? How do you respond when a teammate yells at you? And write down your reaction, yeah, and then ask yourself, is this reaction <laughs> beneficial to me, or is it harmful to me? Now, when a teammate yells at you. And you stomp your foot on the ground, but you don't say anything back to them. And then you find that you play your play better afterwards. Then that's, I guess, that's a good thing because you play better. So you found your answer. Um, and you do the same thing for the other ones. Yeah, ask if your end result, if your end answer, is that beneficial to you or is it harming you? If it's harming you, and you need to find a better way, then you need to find a better way. And if you can't find a better way, then DM me on Instagram and I'll help you. Yeah, I want to get all of you camp people, especially you camp people. Yeah, uh, I, I I want I want the camp people to listen to me really quick. Yeah, just listen to me really quick. You're going to a train effective camp. There's gonna be lots of players there. Yeah, there's gonna be lots of you're gonna have lots of fun. It's gonna be I like what we try to do is the best couple weeks of your life. Yeah, and like the best couple weeks of your life. But that doesn't start on June, like June ten or June one or whenever the camp starts. That doesn't start in July. That doesn't start in August, whichever camp you're going to. It doesn't start there. It starts. It starts now. It's it's been started. Yeah, it's been started. And one of the ways it's been started is you, trade effective uh, camp come, like person that's coming. You have me as access to DM me with what I just said about the EQ exercise. DM me about any issues or any concerns or any any nerves or anything like that that you have, yeah? We don't want to make this a, like, little camp where you come train and then you leave for you. Like, no, that's not, like, no. Like, if I was going to a camp, I don't want that. Like, you know? Like, it'd be cool. It'd be good. Because new city, London, Europe, fully amazing, right? Meet new people, great. Like, that's, like, the found baseline that we're aiming for. Like, I want you guys to have that resource and resources to reach out and be able to communicate, communicate with us at Train Effective at any point, at any time. Get in the Discord. Get in the Discord. It's in the link below. The Discord channel has over 1,500 people in there. Yeah? Ask your questions. Uh, If you have questions about the app, ask them in the app channel, app feedback channel if you have camp questions ask them in the camp questions thing if you have specific concerns specific things you want to work on maybe you're not confident maybe you're nervous maybe you're scared to make mistakes just ask them dm me my thing is down there my i think my instagram is down there just dm me and i'll get back to you we'll get back to you yeah and that like i want your camp experience to be like just the best couple weeks of your life I really do, because I've seen how it can benefit players in the past, because I've I've run a camp before in 2019, and I've seen the effect that it's had on people. So that's EQ, everybody. I appreciate you all for listening. Uh, we went a little bit longer today, 23, 23 minutes, 22 minutes. Really excited to talk about EQ, and I think it's something that we can expand on in the future as well. So if you want to know more about mental things, emotional regulation, um, just anything with emotional intelligence, feel free to leave comments below, DM us your feedback, any which way, whatever is easiest for you. It's extremely valuable to me. It's extremely valuable to us. The likes, the thumbs up, the subscribes. Again, just trying to give you all as much value as we can, as much help as we can. Because, honestly, you fucking deserve it. All right. With that being said, take care, everybody. And remember, stay effective.